Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Motorcycle Madhouse, presented by Insane Throttle Biker News, hosted by none other than... Well, right now, I don't feel too agreeable. ...everyone's favorite online personality... A thorn in every field side. James Hollywood Machikari and his partner in crime, Double Barrel. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, and today we are joined by Chuck Hind. Uh, he has a channel over on uh, YouTube, uh, Backroad uh, Biker Adventures, and this guy can put on some miles. If you haven't uh, seen his YouTube channel, you're going to want to go over there and see it. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners yesterday were over there binge watching and just couldn't believe the miles that uh, Chuck was putting on over at uh, down in New Mexico, isn't it, Chuck? Yeah, that's where I live now. What part of New Mexico are you from? Oh, I'm actually I'm from Chicago, man. Oh, you're from Chi Town. Yeah, yeah. I moved here. It'll be two years this August. Okay. What part of Chicago are you from? Uh, Marquette Park area originally. Marquette when I was Park. A kid. Yeah, yeah. Then we moved out to the south suburbs, out to Tinley Park. Ah, Tinley Park. You're a South Sider, man. I'm a North Sider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Cubs or Sox? We got to get that over with. Oh, dude. You know what? I don't watch sports, man. No. No, I couldn't tell you a single player on any team in any sport. Oh, rock on, man. You're all, you're, uh, you're out all the time. What got you really into riding as you do? You know, I've seen a lot of your videos. I'm actually hooked on your videos. i got to admit that. I'm a little biased towards you. Uh, you know, a lot of us are jealous uh, up here during the wintertime uh, with you guys down south getting out there on the road and stuff. But you put some miles on. How many miles have you put on this year? This year, uh, I'm kind of slacking this year. I've only had like 5,000. Oh, man. Uh, well, it's March, man, so 5,000 is pretty damn good. <laughs> it, it is, it is, but uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, uh, behind. I want to I wanna take uh, more time in these next coming up uh, deals, uh, spending more time in the areas rather than uh, worrying about so how many miles I put on in a certain amount of days and kind of slow down a little bit. Uh, uh, my next uh, run that I'm planning is going to include the Grand Canyon up by the North Rim. So I want to, you know, I want to stay there four or five days and really get a feel for the place. And, and uh, so this this last trip was a little bit hurried. Right. How how is it down there compared to up in Chicago, man? It's just it looks the the scenery is beautiful out there. Well, the biggest thing, I mean, there's two things here. Uh, one is the lack of population. So when you can actually have, you know. 100-mile stretch of road where you don't see another car isn't isn't uh, uncommon here. 
Um, the other thing is the cultural difference here. Whereas in Chicago and Illinois, I mean, you, you're not even allowed to defend yourself. And it's still kind of the Wild West out here. Um, and the, the cops kind of have a, uh, a peace protector uh, type attitude more so than law enforcement. And uh, you can, uh, you know, they ask who shot first here. And uh, if other people collaborate, your, your story, you might not even go to jail that, you know, or anything. So true America, time. basically. Yeah, yeah. What made you, uh, you, now you live off grid as far as I'm uh, hearing, right? Yeah, I built my own house out here uh, for me and my wife. Yeah, on the desert. How many uh, acres you got out there? Uh, we only have a few acres, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. We Our nearest neighbor's like almost three miles. Oh, it's heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is heaven. It's pretty nice. So tell us about your last trip, man. What'd you do? In my life, what have I done? No, uh, your last trip, your last uh, ride. Oh, that was pretty cool. I mean, um, I in that video, that's actually a uh, the last one I just did on the border wall. That last part is actually was was shot, as you can probably tell previously. So the first part of that trip, which is down to Columbus, uh, New Mexico, and Palamos, Mexico, that's it. That was actually my third or fourth trip down there. Um, so that last video that I did, the first part of the trilogy that's coming up, uh, was filmed at various times, um, including this last trip. But uh, then after that, this next one I got coming up is uh, going to go to uh, Tucson, Arizona, and then on to Slab City uh, uh, in Southern California, yeah, where we'll bring up some more. You might notice there's always a little philosophical tint to my, uh, to my videos and stuff like that, bringing up cultural issues or philosophies and stuff like that and the same one with this uh it's going to address maybe some mental health issues <laughs> and how we deal with them as a society well i know uh, a lot of our uh followers like i said i've been getting a lot that have been been watching you and that's what they you know what you really keep them hooked on because the normal uh minute wise on youtube's what five to six minutes and you've been getting these guys to bin watch so you know what you're putting out there is starting to really resonate with them uh oh, that's cool i appreciate that it, it really is what do you think has changed in our lifestyle as a whole you know we're older guys but you know you got these newer jacks coming in and it just seems like everything's foreign now well i mean in a larger context you know I, as i've said in some of my videos i guess it's been the feminization of America and of Western culture as a whole. So, of course, that permeates into the biker world is and it, you know because it's all part of the same culture and it doesn't matter where it's manifesting, but I think that's where uh, uh, where that's man manifested. And, and Harley-Davidson kind of changing the image. You know, um, I think they had a slogan that was something like, you don't have to be a tough guy to ride a Harley-Davidson that they came out with in the mid-90s. And you can't blame them. I mean, they're in business to make money, okay? So there's that whole side of it. And the rubs, as we call them, uh, they can drop 26K, 36K, 46K, uh, you know, down on a scooter. And uh, uh, where guys like me and you have got to take old dinas and try to fix them up. <laughs> right. Do you think that's Harley's downfall right now, is uh, catering to them rubs? I don't know if it's a downfall. I mean, uh, they still sell a hell of a lot of motorcycles. There's, I mean, they're, they're in no threat of going out of business. 
Um, I think they're being untrue in that they are manufacturing a lot of these motorcycle parts overseas and then having them assemble it here. I think that's a real portrayal right there uh, of, of the whole deal. If you're going to be American-made, then let's be American-made and uh, cut out these uh, uh, outside influences. Well, you know, we just did an article today on Insane Throttle because Harley's out there uh, cutting jobs and trying to blame it on the steel tariffs that uh, Trump just passed. And that couldn't be furthest from the truth because that uh, Thailand plant was in the works shit before even uh, Trump even thought of that stuff. Right, right. And, you know, now the media is going out there and you know how the media is. Uh, blaming Trump, hey, you know, they're putting out an American icon where do you really consider... A Harley Davidson made in Thai, you know, Thailand, an American bike anymore? Well, no, you can't. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole deal. Let's let's keep something like Harley Davidson that is such a part of the American culture. Let's really try to keep. I mean, is there anything sacred anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> can't you buy an American-made motorcycle that's actually made in a motorcycle? from the company that was there to service in the first two great world wars. Right, right. Where's where's that at? Well, I'm sure you get a lot of questions like I have been, because YouTube's a whole different experience for us over at Insane Throttle. We're mostly uh, on the net through a website and stuff like that, a news magazine type of deal. But uh, maybe you can explain rubs better than we do. I get a little uh, in your face about the rubs type of deal, but a lot of people on YouTube don't understand what a rub is. Oh, okay. And I try to clarify that a little bit. Um, for example, in my last video on my run down to the U.S.-Mexican border, there were some well-to-do people on some of those new trite thingamajiggers. I don't even know what they are. Spiders? Um, and those, I don't know. I have no idea what those things are. Um but here's some well-to-do people. She happened to be a doctor, okay? But they're not rubs. It's, it's not, that, that's not a rub to me. These people have no black leather. They're not wearing bandanas. They're not, uh, you know, anything like that. A rub is a rich urban biker, like I described seeing in Tombstone. You know, they look like they just came out of a Harley Davidson boutique, and they got Harley Davidson everything. And they're crisp, and they're absolutely clean because it's MasterCard and Visa from coast to coast. Um, you know, they don't eat gas station food. They don't sleep out behind gas stations, or, or you know, or even in a tent. A lot of times, I mean, they're not they're not going to be at that level of discomfort. Um, a lot of these guys will will uh, uh, truck their bikes down here to the uh, Southwest and then ride them from there uh, and stuff like that. So. How do you think uh, rubs have uh, impacted the biker community? Because I know when I first got into the club scene and all that in the early 90s, it was never like it is today. You know, we started seeing the changes in the mid-90s, right. but nothing like it is today. And, you know, what kind of impact do you mind. think? I mean, there's room for rubs, you know. That's how <laughs> I look at it. There's room, for, there's room for everybody. And, you know, rubs are entitled to do what they do. And, uh... Like I said, though, in that tombstone uh, uh, deal, you can really tell the body language that when these guys seen me walking down the middle of the street in Tombstone after being on the road for, you know, nine days, having bathed in six, I'm like part of the scenery, right? <laughs> Almost like I need to be walking down the streets of Tombstone. And these guys are dressing up like me, right? That's who they're trying to imitate. That's what the rub is. 
they're, they're trying to be the hardcore uh, outlaw type biker type and uh, uh, but they're the furthest thing from it in so many ways but uh, I mean that's fine if they wish to do that I'll have there's room for rubs <laughs> well there's there's room for rubs but do you personally I think you know that's the reason why the other manufacturers like uh, Honda and Yamaha they're starting to beef up out there with uh, old-time scooter tramps because you can't afford the bikes anymore. I think they went away from their base towards the rubs instead of, you know, guys like us. You know, well, I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't argue that point. Uh, but uh, I mean, it would be nice if they if they made motorcycles that you could get into brand new that were halfway decent bikes for under 10 grand. You know, some sort of starter bike like that. Well, the way it Outside used to the, be. Right, and you, it's real difficult to do that. But, I mean, that being said, you can get uh, halfway decent bikes with low miles used for pretty good prices out there. Um, you know, you could even, you know, in hindsight of getting Bertha, um, I almost wish I would have got me an 80 model, an 80s model Evo with about 50,000 miles on. You know, because you can pick those up anywhere from 4500 bucks to seven grand. Right. Well, the used <laughs> the used market, I think, is what's really killing Harley right now. You know, because there's well, just sure. so many bikes out there. Right. I mean, I mean, the other thing with a rub, I mean, I'll ride in one year what it takes them thirty. <laughs> True that's, enough. That, that's not it's, that's not really a joke. I mean, the, the average person. That's why there's these bikes with low miles. I mean, they'll they'll ride a thousand miles in a season, where I'll ride twenty twenty to thirty thousand miles a year. Um, one of, the, one of the reasons I moved out to New Mexico is that so that I could build this last part of my life around a motorcycle lifestyle and uh, being able to ride long distances without being molested it by traffic. It's just amazing if, when you get east of El Paso, it's like you've entered humanity again. Uh, you can just feel the tense, tenseness and the aggroness on the roads and all that. Whereas like as soon as you get on this side and you get into New Mexico, it's like, shit, you own 25, man. There's nobody on it. <laughs> and that's what I love about New Mexico is is the lack of people. Um, the beautiful, it, it's beautiful in its own way. I like it better in Arizona. You know, Arizona is like real flat, and then all of a sudden you'll have these mountains, and then it's real flat, and then you'll have these mountains. Where New Mexico is like is like a mixture of mountains and mesas and rolling hills, and uh, it's got a weird beauty to it in its desolation. Um, yeah, I love me. I love New Mexico. Rock on. What kind? Uh, what kind of bike are you riding right now? It's an old four Dyna. Old four Dyna. Yeah, yeah. And you call her Bertha. How many miles you got on her? I got sixty-four thousand. <laughs> sixty-four. Rock and roll, man. What yeah. was the best trip you've ever taken? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're all. Uh, I was just thinking back. The first time I ever took a long distance run was back in eighty-seven on a, a 71 Sportster that I had. And I went from uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, down to Miami, Florida. And uh, that was when I was like 18 or 19 years old. And uh, so that, that was a pretty wild wild trip. And then, then I just rode a lot of local miles up until about three years ago uh, when I got back into motorcycles and I bought, I bought Bertha. She, uh, she had 4,000 miles when I got her. Uh, or excuse me, 400 miles. That bike had just sat somewhere for wow. years and years. Um, so I, I got her for like five grand, which wasn't wasn't too bad, and uh, she served me pretty well. 
Uh, I had uh, one time coming out of New Orleans, I had the uh, uh, back sprocket actually come off and the fucking bolts hit the frame and cracked cracked off, which was a major deal because I had to have that done in the shop. I mean, that's not something you can repair on the side of the road with your tool kit, you know what I mean? Um, had that, that happen. And then I had the front caliper fall out. Uh, on actually doing the, what is that called, the Dragon's Tail down there in West Virginia? Yep, the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing some of that when I had my front caliper fall off, but uh, that went right back on. And then I had the uh, dreaded, uh, you know, the cam tensioner, chain tensioner, is a little a little piece of synthetic plastic that they that the Harley stock puts on there. And what's known to happen in the, in the, in the Twinkies is that that rubs down, and then it gets into the metal and actually clogs the ports on your cam plate. Um, so in uh, trying to avoid that problem, I went ahead and had straight gear drives put in it. And uh, only to have it happen anyway, I guess something got in. But anyway, uh, my scooter was down for about two months until I got a new uh, oil pump and cam plate and, uh, and all that. Uh, I did most of the work myself this time, though. Um, just bearing down to learn how to work on these newer twin cams. What's your uh, biggest advice for somebody who wants to just get out there, no hotels, and just go rough it on a long trip, what what steps do you think they need to take? Especially, well, I mean, especially for those that's never done it before. Yeah, I mean, um, when I was kind of hanging around with the Iron Order uh, uh, chapter out here in Albuquerque last year, uh, there was this one kid, he was like 19 years old, you know, and... Uh, I had a couple of beers, and I was like, "Dude, you just need to jump on your fucking motorcycle and head in any direction, and just and just you know quit your job, put your shit in your mom and dad's basement, uh, and go out there for a good year or two just on the fucking road, and uh, just no no plan to it, and just and just throw yourself on the mercy of the winds and chance and fate, and uh, uh, you'll learn more. And now in those two years, you'll come back and be a better boss or manager or." line worker or whatever it is you decide to be at that point uh, you'll come back a better person for it because you can't uh, replace that type of education so you know get out there and do it I mean you know you can have you can have a good time even if you only have like 15 days let's say you know you can make a pretty good run and see some pretty cool shit and um, you know the, the, the hardest thing is um, major repairs I mean it is for me anyway like sharpening knives, which turned out to be better at the campground than at, at the uh, uh, flea market. You know, I sharpen knives while I'm on. Mm -hmm. All the snowbirds are in all the campgrounds down here, and they were having me sharpen their kitchen knives. And so I was making 30 or 40 bucks a day in the campgrounds sharpening knives. So that covers, there you go, that covers, you know, find some way, if you're going to do it for a long time, you have to find some way to make money while you're on the road, right? Because gas is not free. <laughs> it's just it's just not to have a Harley Davidson isn't like hitchhiking I mean it, it costs money to keep that sucker on the road right so for me I have a couple of clients that I do web management for uh, I take care of their Facebook pages and their websites uh, I kind of learned WordPress when it first came on board back in 2005 and uh, it used to be an affiliate marketer um, so now I provide some SEO services, and now I now with the knife sharpening, you know that covers your day to day expenses. If you make forty bucks, and it costs you ten bucks for the campground, and you want to toss ten bucks in the tank just to like cruise around all over the place that day, and then you know you want to eat halfway decent decently, um, you'll have some change left over. 
you know, because it costs money to be on the road. It, it's right. not a free existence. Um, so you, the biggest thing is, is how do you how are you going to come up with money? Uh, that's that's the number one thing that you got to ask yourself. Uh, unless you know you're well to do, then you just you know uh, you can do a trip like I just did. Probably that trip was like six hundred bucks, and that was twenty five hundred miles. Um, so and that was actually spending a couple of nights in some hotels. I had I had got stuck in a real bad rainstorm, and it was just too freaking cold. So I got a cheap forty five dollar hotel and dried my clothes and all that all that stuff. So you know I try to keep it to a minimum on the road. How's uh, how's that when uh, people go and say that day you just can't do it anymore? Where you throw it on a rack, you know, a rack, you know, your 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 sleeping bag, your tent, and stuff like that. Have you ever just pulled out on the side of the road and just said, "Here's where I'm staying"? Well, yeah, in uh, a video I have posted, I do two kinds of videos. I do things like I'll just record it real quick and just up, just straight upload it. Okay. Then I got my production videos that I do, which will be 20 or 30 minutes long that have music and music and, and narration, and they're kind of a major production. They take a little while to make. Um, so I have those, those types of videos. So right now, one of my quickie uploads, I'm staying uh, on the side of the road outside of a truck stop, um, and it'll be in uh, the next video coming up as well. The same clip will be in there. But uh, uh, you can stay at truck at truck stops you can stay um near truck stops you know just find you little little spots where it's out of the way and uh you know throw up a tent real quick it doesn't today's tents with those two little poles i mean it doesn't take but four minutes and you got your tent up right on that's that's a true ride out there you said uh what kind of business you're in let's uh get you a plug on that man go ahead and uh, let everybody know your business is how to get a hold of you oh i don't want any more clients right <laughs> I'm actually all good. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I'm all good with with clients right now. Um, if you want to send your knife in to, for sharpening, or I do chainsaws now too, chainsaw blades. That is at uh, sharpknife.us. Uh, you can uh, check my shit out there. But the main thing that I do, I don't know if you've been to my website, but uh, I, I publish uh, magazines. Uh, this is on heroin addiction. I was published uh, internationally as a as a freelance uh, photojournalist. Um, and kind of these videos that you're watching now are kind of an offshoot of uh, uh, my photo, my love for photojournalism, and kind of you know incorporating not just you know people that I meet on the road. I like to do that, but also you know um, some sort of philosophy, or you know, in this one, I'm kind of revealing about some of the, the things that hurt in my life, like being estranged from my children, and how motorcycle riding is kind of a uh, uh, you know, what is a biker? A biker is someone that uh, suffers from PTSD and uh, finds pleasure in <laughs> rolling down the road, you know? Right. Uh, no matter what they're on, in a lot of ways. And New Mexico's kind of got a weird history of that. You know, this is truly an outlaw state. I mean, starting in the Civil War, you had all of that whole wave of people suffering from PTSD from the Civil War that came out to New Mexico. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a high percentage of, uh, uh, of veterans... Uh, here in this in this state, that's William Bonnie country, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where would the, they pick up those magazines? Or uh, do you got a blog? Yeah, it's my name, Chuck Gines, J I N E S dot com, and I have a bookstore there. And um, I actually embedded myself for five years with a group of homeless men in downtown Chicago. So I have a whole series coming out called the Alley Boys. 
now this is in the years to come. People are like, when are you going to publish the next issue? And it's like, you know, I can't just like crap this stuff out. It takes a, it takes a long time to write something like this, you know, and include all, all of the photographs and, uh, uh, you know, this is all original work of the west side of Chicago, um, like few people get to see. And, uh, well, here, I'll just I'll read something real quick to you. From a distance, a city appears to be a solid object. Glass, brick, steel, and mortar give the illusion of solidity. But upon closer examination, we soon discover that this is but a thin veneer. For a city is anything but solid. Skyscrapers collapse into the pavement, only to rise again a few blocks away. Ethnic migrations roll across the urban landscape as racial kinships ebb and flow from neighborhood to neighborhood. People are laughing, people are crying, people are living, and people are dying. God damn, that's good, dude. That's down to the T about Chicago, man. Oh, that's Chi Town, man. God, I, I bring you, to, I bring damn. you, I bring you the underbelly of Chi Town, like nobody else has. I mean, you know. Was, uh, For those out there that don't know Chi Town, where we're from, that was spot on. What's going on in the streets right now, Chicago? That is spot on right there. Oh yeah, I love Chicago, man. I always will. I mean. Um, Chicago offers, you know, it's one of the true big grid cities like New York. I mean, where like you could look down a, a thoroughfare and it goes on for miles. You know what I mean? You know, L.A. and some of the other cities aren't like that. They're not the big grid cities. Right. And, uh, you know, it's big enough to be um, anonymous. And <laughs> well, what uh, he's talking about grid cities, uh, it's real easy in Chicago to know the, you know, North side, south side, blocks, all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, before we go, Chuck, what is your dream ride? Man, there's so many things that I want to do. I want to do uh, Old Route 66. I wouldn't mind doing the old Lincoln Highway all the way across. Um, that would be a nice ride. Um, I just want to try right now to hit all the states. I'm at, I'm at like 28 or 29 states right now. So I want to hit these western states and uh, see things that I haven't seen before. I'm thorough on the east coast, east of the Mississippi. I've been everywhere at least once. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting some miles in out west here. Well, you know, if it wasn't uh, for modern times and the way people were, my dream ride's always been to start out Chicago and go to the tip of South America. But, you know, those countries in between, they don't like us too much. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different world over there for sure. You got to be careful. You know, um, Scooter Tramp Scotty. I don't know if you know him. Um, he's got a YouTube channel, and he actually writes for several magazines. And he's lived on his motorcycle since 1994. And there's like this core group of uh, uh, Panhead Billy Burroughs, who was, was just at Larry's Custom Harley here just a couple months ago. But this guy's lived on his motorcycle since 1979. Uh, then there's Joe Sparrow. This is another idol of mine. Oh, this Joe guy's Sparrow. got he's got like 550,000 miles on his current uh, Goldwing. Uh, you know, just dwarfs my miles by, <laughs> by many hundreds of thousands. You know, but to, to me these are these are the you know the real dudes out there. That someone said in a comment the other day on someone's video. Uh, everybody at Sturgis is a poser. The only real bikers are the ones working for gas at the concession booths. And there's something to be said about that, you know what I mean? Because to be a biker, as opposed to like a motorcycle enthusiast or someone that likes to ride, but being a biker is a philosophy, a lifestyle, and, uh, you 
know. You got uh, that down pat right there. Not, not a whole lot of that left these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is not. No, there is not. Where do you? Uh, where's your YouTube channel going? Uh, what you got planned for that? Well, I have no idea. I mean, just to keep on, like I said, uh, um, I, I did this trip, so I got two more videos that I'm going to be able to put out from this last trip, and I'm planning my next trip. We're getting a new dog. So I have to spend about a month home uh, with the new dog to do some training and, and just get the puppy acclimated to, to the house. So sometime after that, and it'll be another two weeks before we get the dog. So sometime after that, I'll probably do a three or four state, another 2,500 mile or more run uh, through some virgin territory and just you know produ produce some more videos and try to uh, weave in history and uh, political philosophy and things like that within my videos while I'm on the road. Rock on. Well, there you got it, folks. This is uh, Chuck Gines, and, you know, his writing's just unbelievable. So, again, uh, go to his uh, blog and uh, check it out. You know, buy some stuff over there. Also, go to his YouTube channel, and you'll start binge-watching. Hi, this is James Hollywood Match Carter, host of Insane Throttles Motorcycle Madhouse and Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that's dedicated to the biker scene, come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HardlyLiberty.com or come over to Insane Throttle's newest YouTube channel for Biker Angle, hosted by myself on Sundays and the boss hosted by Big Pete James on Thursdays. Be there. On this week's Madhouse's phone scam, we hit Good Chime Charlie over at BIC Radio. I guess Bubba wasn't too happy about old Charlie getting on the phone with his girlfriend. So enjoy this one. Hello. Yeah, hello. You better not hung up on me. Hello? Yeah. Who is it? I want to know who this is right now. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Why yeah, you fuck you. my girlfriend in the middle of the night? Motherfuck you, dude. Yeah, you know what? You a motherfucker hiding on the phone that's calling some normal I'm motherfucker that's out of And you have no Don't idea who you're on the phone with right now. You better You have no motherfucking right idea who, dude, you're a fucking little punk. Don't even okay? know what I'm talking about. I am so yeah, angry I'm right now. You are getting me yeah. frustrated. Good. See you later. Frustrated with your little kid fucking play play How long is going on fuck. between you and her? I'm a fucking dude, dude. Fuck you. Bye. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody out there on the internet highways, this is Good Time Charlie. Check out my morning show on BIC Underground Radio Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We got a Pacific Standard Time kind of thing going on here. That's BIC Underground Radio. We're 24-7 music all day long. Get our free app. Just type in BIC Radio or Biker Radio and get joining our family because you just going to love it. You know why? Because it's all about motorcyclism, baby. That's right. BIC Underground Radio and Good Time Charlie. Hey, this is Good Time Charlie, producer, co-director, and actor in the movie Rebel on the Highway. Rebel on the Highway is a pretty damn cool movie. I kind of look at it as the Blues Brothers on Motorcycles. It's got a great soundtrack. 
It's got a lot of folks in the motorcycle world that are legends and also some legendary blues players. Rebel on the Highway, rebelonthehighway.com. Go there, check it out, get some shirts, soundtracks, movies, everything. Just go to rebelonthehighway.com and tell them Good Time Charlie sent you. Wait a minute. I don't think you can tell them anything. It's a website. But anyway, go there anyway. Rebelonthehighway.com. Around the MC scene. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Double Barrel? I'm good. <laughs> well, so, we just sat there and watched that video that we posted this morning of uh, the Black Pistons being charged, and you've seen it all. Yeah. And can you describe what the hell was going on in that video? A woman was talking shit and got her old man to talk shit, and he got an ass whooping. <laughs> pretty much what I saw. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, uh, we also got to get into like what this is actually about. You know, uh, are we going to talk about women just around MCs in general? Are we going to talk about them being in MCs? I think so we. So I think forth. we need to round it all out because in these days, things have really changed with women. You know, uh, things have really changed with everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Think? Uh. <laughs> well, you know, most uh, wars have been started over women. Almost all of them, but actually. What disturbs me most about this is if you look at the video, and you can look at it at HarleyLiberty.com, and it was only the Pistons in that video that got charged, and there was outsiders in there as well. Yeah. And that's what really disturbs me. But when you, with the women, I don't know if because uh, you're not with a club, uh, you were with a club. So I know with us, I never used to have a woman around of me. Well, <laughs> you know what? If you want to bring your old lady around, that's that's your prerogative. I've never had any issue with that as long as she's not a fucking moron. You know, you got these women that. Uh, I, I, and I'm not saying women are weak, so don't get me wrong before we get all the hate mail about that and women's rights bullshit. But what I'm saying is is sometimes they, they cash checks that they shouldn't be cashing. You get what I'm saying? The, they start shit, you know, and then they look at their old man like, are you going to let him talk to me like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, yeah, <laughs> they do do that. Hey, are you going to let that guy talk to me? They're usually the ones that are drunk and the most obnoxious in bars. That's why right. I couldn't stand being in bars half the time, is because, one, these broads, and two, you know, you get all these idiots that get drunk. Oh, look at your tattoos, tattoos, and you got to yep. slap the motherfucker. Well, bar, bars are just a, a bunch of drama anyway. That's, you know, um, mm -hmm. I heard a, a while ago from a, a friend of mine, he was like, you know, a bar is kind of like Facebook in a building. You'll hear everything at once. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he's right. You know, he really is. You know, everybody's got an opinion and they all express it. And, right. Well, in this particular video, you've seen this one woman, as they started fighting, come up behind this guy and start trying to pull on him. Yeah. Women do not know how dangerous that truly is. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy could easily turn around and fucked her up pretty bad or stabbed her or whatever you know it, it could have been a bunch of shit um you know <laughs> i know back in the old days that women knew they knew their place well i'm not gonna say that they knew their place but they knew that you know if if a, if a bigger dude's gonna haul off and 
deck your ass, you probably don't want that to happen. You know, and one thing I will give women of the olden days is, you know, if they got in the middle of something and they got knocked, they didn't, you know, cry, oh, I'm a woman. They didn't do that usually. Right. You know, well, it was a different breed back then. It was, you know. Plus, uh, shit, I used to know old ladies that, you know, if the guy got into a fight, the old lady would, like, pool stick somebody. You know what I mean? Because and because they didn't want their old man to get hurt. Right, right. So, well, in the, well, that part it, I don't have a problem with. You know what I mean? So, Well, I think the biggest problem I have with it, and when I used to be in the clubs and why I never brought my old lady around, mm-hmm. was I knew eight times out of ten something would go down. And having a woman there, you know, just yeah. takes your mind off of what you need to be doing. Yeah, but also women tend to look around a lot more than sometimes we do and should, if you get what I mean. So they can also warn you when shit's going down. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. We could go back and forth on that point. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> it just depends on the situation, and it's hard to come up with every fucking situation. Right, right. I know in this video, the woman was talking shit, then she got her old man jacked up, and then he was talking shit, and it sounds like they're both a bunch of fucking idiots. And then next know? thing you know, they go after the club members instead of the ones who actually started the whole problem well, in the first place. Well, I'm actually kind of wondering, like, how it all started and what they said afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that dude and that chick got fucking, when the cops showed up, did they go, oh my god, these two fuckers beat us, or that, you know what I'm saying? Did they play the, the innocent card? And and you know what? Here's another thing. Remember when I brought up... Most that, drunks do play that innocent card. That it, well, some drunks don't even remember. But, <laughs> but remember when I brought up that there's fucking cameras everywhere... And, you know, people say, oh, you know, other clubs call the cops and blah, 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 blah. This is a perfect example. There are fucking cameras everywhere. Everywhere. You cannot, it, it's not like back in the day at all. No. You, you have fucking six different angles in a fight nowadays. And it's kind of like you're watching. <laughs> You'll end up on YouTube. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of like you're watching UFC or some shit from all the angles. Right. And. It just, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just, that's why, you know, I know you're up on it and I'm up on it too. These fucking clubs, man, they just, shit needs to be figured out. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's going to be because, you know, we got, you know, we had the blessings of getting uh, taught by the guys who came home from Vietnam, the old timers, the ones who really made this lifestyle what it is today. And right. now we just don't have that type of guidance for, well, you know, we, the new couples. Uh, we had also parents that put our... <laughs> kicked our in. ass if we needed it. Right. Yeah, ain't no shit. <laughs> but it, they put us into... They put us into how to be... I don't, I don't want to A different it. mindset. There you go. You know? And, and words didn't hurt back then. You know what I mean? Right, it was, right. It was a fuck you and a fuck you. And then, you know. So, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I know that nowadays, a lot of women, and I see it all the time, they talk so much shit. And then when they get popped, they're like crying. I'm a woman. I'm a, what the fuck, man? Well, <laughs> you know, a lot of people out there, a lot of women anyway, uh, like I said, I learned from the old timers. I watched them. I was around them all the time. And 
I came from the school where women were just that women, you know, they were third in line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it was club bike woman. And even then it really didn't freaking matter. Yeah. But you know what? That's not, that's not every club. You know what I mean? There are different clubs that have different shit with, you know, you get my point. My point is though, is with the woman, number one, why the fuck is that woman talking shit to two dudes? That's number one. Well, why didn't the fucking man jump up and say, hey, shut the fuck up? That's another thing. Men nowadays ain't men. That's kind of what I was going to get to, though, is a lot of people, MCs included, man, they ain't keeping their woman in check for shit. No. Uh -uh. You know, and and I'm not saying women are the lesser of anything. So, again, don't take it like that. I'm sure a bunch will, but. Well, that's double barrel. To me, I'm still old school. You know, that's the way it is. No, no, no. no. It's not that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It. Look, I know women that can throw down. I know women that can hold their own. I know women that can do that. But let me tell you something. Like, if you get a... If you're starting shit, right? I don't care how tough you are. And a dude grabs a stool or a bar stick or whatever and busts it over your fucking face. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. You're going down. All right? So if you get up and you go, Oh, I'm a woman. I can't believe you did that. Well, you had no problem talking shit for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, my uh, way of looking at that type of stuff is, you know, you'll have all these fucking guys out there uh, apologizing and shit like that. But if you want to step up as a man, you're going to get knocked the fuck out as a man. You're going to get fucked up. That's, <laughs> that's just the way, to, you know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. So. Yeah. yeah, I, well. What an ugly thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i also look at it like this a lot of the guys ain't teaching their old ladies anything either they really aren't man they're, they're before before shit pops off maybe you should have a talk with your old lady and say hey look let me handle it or maybe you should start this. you know what i'm saying something or when you walk into a bar with them tell them hey shut your fucking trap that's that's my point but it's say something to them you know, and, and a lot of guys ain't teaching their old ladies, hey, you know what, this is fucking dangerous. This is this is not something to be fucking around with. I don't give a fuck how, how much you think you run shit at home. You don't in the real world, because that guy doesn't give a fuck what you think you run. Well, you know, that was one of the major things with the club I was in. When you were a prospect and you couldn't have your old lady near you. You know, they weren't well, allowed to yeah. come with you. They weren't allowed to come to no parties. Well, because they're a distraction. Stuff. Yeah, they're a yeah, huge yeah. district. Even at, you know what, as Big Pete was talking about, he used to have to tell his members, and they were fucking outlaws, leave your fucking old ladies at home, man. What the fuck? You know what, though? How, what? The last three freaking madhouses I have said, it's a different breed of member nowadays. They're not about their patch. They don't even understand it. They don't understand what's going on. You get... You know, I was thinking about the, the pop-up situation, as, as people call it. I just call it a startup club, because not all these clubs coming out are pop-up clubs. But you look at it like that, too. A lot of these guys are starting clubs because they're pissed off at whatever club they got, or used to be in. You get my point. What, what, how? There's That just sounds fucked up to me. Every well, bit of it sounds well, fucked on up. That, the, that, you know what, that's... You know, I've done videos on YouTube, and we got a lot of discussions going on on YouTube right now. 
Right. That's one of the biggest reasons I tell everybody stay independent or if you want to, you have to join something, join a riding club, stay out of the bullshit now. Cause it is way different. It is not like your, you know, your dad's telling you, it's not like your grandpa said the good old days were, it is not the yeah. same. You know what? I, I, I know some clubs are kind of like that. And I know some clubs still hold that value. I know they do. And they're out there. The problem is, I think that, um, the picking of members is so shit now. And it's, and I don't give a fuck if you take offense. It, it used all, to be you know where I mean? you had to be either a family member of a member or you had to grow up with a member. Somebody like, had to vouch for you. Or it was yeah. a two or three year hang around period before you even got near it. Right. And now they wonder why they got all these fucking rats going on out there. You know, I'm hearing, I don't know if it's, you would probably know more about it than I do doing all the articles. I'm hearing that there are subclubs out there that don't even have a hangaround period. No, they just say, hey, here's, here's a patch. Well, yeah, they, they say, oh, you want a prospect? They ask people. Yeah, they give they, them a prospect patch. Why the fuck would you ask any? Since when do you ask somebody to prospect? No, it used to be, <laughs> you know what? They sought out the clubs. It yeah. wasn't the clubs seeking out you. You know, everybody wants to be the next Hells Angel. They want to be the next Bandito or Outlaw. And well, those clubs, have... it took 70 fucking years. Yeah, but they want to be all that until it's time to do shit that those clubs do. Well, it's time yeah, until it's time to play. Uh, sometimes <laughs> do. Honestly, I'm not even going to say that they do. It's sometimes do. You know, people just aren't willing to throw down anymore. No. And that goes back to, like, if you run into a bully or whatever, you'd, you'd fight. You know, win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. You'd fight. Right. And now... Fuck, man. Everybody's just getting, like, coddled all the fucking time. And nobody can do anything wrong. Nobody can do shit wrong. Well, I was just talking to Chuck on the previous uh, segment, and he said the same thing, that it's becoming the pussifying of America right now, and it's trickling down into the biker crowd. Well, yeah, but the pussification of America, <laughs> shit. You know, who, who was it? George Carlin, I think, did that? Uh, the Harley skit. Yeah, George yeah. Cowan. Yeah, where he's like the continued pussification. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. Yeah, it is. It is 100% true. How to, man. But again, you know what? That goes back to the old lady thing. These guys, you know, they're pussy whipped, and that's fine if you want to be pussy whipped. It, it really is. But there are certain situations where it's like, what the fuck, man? You know, shut your old lady up, or what the in this case, what are you talking shit to these guys for? You know damn well they're associated and stuff like that, but you still let your old lady fucking talk. Right, right. So that's that's no point. Plus, not to mention, all right, let's 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 rewind a little bit here. Let's say uh, an old lady of a club member. Think about how bad that looks to the public when their old lady starts popping off at the fucking mouth, and maybe you didn't do a fucking thing wrong. But your old lady's out there acting like a fucking moron, and it makes your whole club look like shit. Well, in the sense, then, you did do something wrong because you couldn't tr well, control that mouth. But you on. get my point. I mean, some of these guys ain't getting that thought. You know, I, I've noticed something lately, especially with some of the one percenters, man. Some of these, and I'm going to say it, man, some of these jack wagons that are putting these patches on, man, they have no business even being around it. No. They don't. They put that shit on, man, and they instantly think that they got fucking balls. <laughs> Patch power is what we used to call and it. And that's my point. 
And then you got, I hear about guys in different clubs where they're fucking, it's not that they're humble, but they're just like, yeah, whatever. They're like, fuck that guy. He ain't, you know, you get my point. You know, it's fuck. You know what? I remember when it used to be, okay, you had your old lady, your main, but you know what? You had your side fucking piece. And even that's gone now. Shit, I've heard of clubs that can't even have fucking uh, stripper parties anymore. You know what? I, I don't know about that. It's the, like, Let's look at marriage alone. Let's look at relationships alone, man. Fucking relationships and shit used to mean something. Like, even even back in the day with the... with You had your woman and whatever, and she knew her place. She knew her shit. She would defend you in a bar fight, but she wouldn't start the shit. You get my point, okay? And now you got, you know, it's so easy to replace each other, guy and girl. It really is with, with the with the Facebooks and all this shit. It's so easy to replace each other. And it's like people don't see that. You know, marriage is just a fucking word now. It don't mean shit, you know? And love is just a fucking word now. But most people have no fucking clue what the fuck that is. Yeah, true enough. You know? And... <laughs> It, it it's like bleeding over and over and we always go back to this fucking new age shit. It seems to be nothing but the problem of new age shit. We got fucking dudes out there that don't know what bathroom they should use or pissed off that they don't have a Una bathroom. <laughs> we got, I mean, well, you know, well, you know what you're speaking is true. And that's what's led, uh, you know, these clubs patching women in. How, right. the, how do you, you know what? I cannot stand that to see a woman patched. And that's why I constantly preach, you know what, even if you're new to the MC world, know your fucking history, for fuck's sakes. You can't go around saying that we're a traditional club and you got a woman patched. You just can't do that. Well, right, right. Well, you know, I don't know. I I don't really care. If you started out that way, whatever, and you went through the proper channels at that time of what you see fit, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't really give a shit. I'm not going to judge them. All right? But I don't know, man. How can you, you know what, if you're a prospect coming into a club like that, how are you going to have to take orders from a woman? Yeah, but you're thinking of it on the 1% side. You're thinking of it. And, and you know what? Let's face it. That's, that's actually whole, a 99% traditional way so, of thinking about it. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that's actually kind of why I'm here. Even though I may disagree with some of the things that are going on out there, our whole point of this show is to kind of go back and forth and look at all sides, <laughs> technically. Right. Okay, because that's how we keep our down-the-middle status. All right. So the point is, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't always work, but the point is... is I is, still don't like no women wearing no patch, man. Because, you, know, you know what, if they get into a situation like they are in this bar... Oh, yeah, trust me, I, 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 get every, <laughs> I get every bit of where you're coming from. I really do. But... What I'm saying is, is if an MC started out that way and that's what they want to do, fine, whatever. Who the fuck are we to say any different? That's fine, all right? We may disagree or agree with them, whatever, all right? I'll tell you what, <laughs> if I ever see a fucking woman running around with a 1% patch on, I'm going to go ballistic. I don't even it's care if the whole out. fucking It's already club... out there. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I'm saying. I, I don't care if the whole club's in front of me and I'm standing by myself. I'm going to try it. <laughs> fuck y'all, are you kidding me? But... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm waiting for it. Uh, you know? To me, it's the three piece. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't see a woman wearing one, man. Because if they're like in this situation, if she was wearing a patch, she deserves to get her ass whooped. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you don't think I'm going to deny that. Look, I, you know what? It's not so much even a patch. If a woman is hitting you like a man, talking to you like a man, fucking doing all that shit like a man, and you fucking clock her one like a man, fuck. <laughs> you know? Fuck you. You deserved it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, well, you know. <laughs> Where do you think everything is really going now? I think what we all knew growing up is gone, personally. I think... I think um, Facebook and technology ruined the whole goddamn fucking thing. I, you know what? I don't know. I think it got the word out there of the morons. I, I really do. I think... Again, you know what, with the history thing, and, and we always go back to the history thing. We do. Because of the new generation, it's just like they're brain dead. Um, with the history thing, you got groups out there that are trying to erase history. And it's not because of slavery or anything else. It's because they're trying to erase history for a reason. Damn straight. They want you to fucking, they want you to forget about all that. They want you to just follow in the suit. It's the same thing that we were talking about with the Fed versus the cop. The Fed wants a cop that'll just mindlessly do what they fucking say. And trust me, there's a shit ton of cops out there that'll do that. But the ones that they're questioning, they will go after. Because they do not want them around. They want the mindless motherfuckers. And they're trying to make the whole public that way. And nobody's going to deny that. I don't give a fuck who the fuck they are. Well, that's just like, well, I call them the CNN, MSNBC crowd. Right. Uh, they believe everything that these stupid asses push out there. Like MSNBC came out with a bullshit where, uh, well, Harley Davidson, they're going to be costed because of Trump's tariffs on steel. Well, Harley Davidson made that Thailand plant and, you know, those cuts before even the tariff ideal came out. Let me so tell you what Harley did. I get tired of hearing Man, about the Harley mindless Davidson, bullshit. And you know what? Harley, whoever the fuck is all in charge of Harley Davidson needs to go and kick themselves in the face. All right? If they can do it. Because, look, they're worried about, you know, battery-powered bikes and all this crap. You know, we're the wave of the future. No, motherfucker. You're Harley Davidson. Accept it. You know, you're fucking Harley Davidson. You're an American icon, and the an American icon that's not even American made anymore. Okay, you got parts you coming get, in from overseas, so how can you go out and say, "Hey, we're an American company"? But you're, you're, not. you're getting the point of all this here, you know. And you got all right. <clears throat> tell me why the fuck. And I have no issue with Indian as you as I told you. I think the fucking Roadmaster is the shit. I really do. Why the fuck can Polaris build a better bike than Harley-Davidson? Well, they got uh, <laughs> shit. They got the technology. and they, Okay, but we're still went, talking about Polaris. They right? went through. They learned through the Vickery model. They said, okay, let's put all our uh, eggs in one basket with Indian. You know, and, I, I agree with that. But my point is, is you're talking about, even in the AMF days, you know, a lot of people say the AMF days, you know, that was the bane. Of, no, let me tell you something. The AMF days saved Harley-Davidson's ass. Because there would be no Harley Davidson without AMF. And that's the truth. Okay? So, it saved their ass. Then they started catering to the yuppies in the fucking 90s as we fucking... And they started catering to the women. Right. They, well, they're all women now, man. No, they're no, no. All they started women. catering to the women with the low riders and all that crap. And then they fucking did a switch. 
I, I, Jesus fuck, Well, look man. at their plan. They want to do writer education courses. They think that's going to bring new people into the scene. It will. Uh, but but here's the Not thing. Not at the, the numbers fuck? that they want. You know what? It will bring new people to the scene. But are those are those people being able to fucking spend fifty grand on a goddamn bike or forty grand on a bike? I doubt it. Well, that's what I laugh about with you know uh, I mean? the debate we're having back and forth on YouTube. Everybody says, "Well, Harley Davidson has fifty percent of the big bike market." Well, yeah, that market demographics is anywhere over forty five years old, and their bikes are twenty thirty thousand dollars, and that demographics starting to get away from uh, riding with them so who's replacing them you can't get a damn kid to uh, spend thirty thousand dollars on a bike well you know what you and i both grew up going we saw our old man's harley and we were about around club members that we saw we saw it all and all we really wanted to do was get on a bike and you know what even the car scene you know look at the hot rod cars mm-hmm. and shit like that now you got the fast and the faggot out there you know <laughs> fast and the faggot, well yeah. you know you got all that shit but all that shit is gone it, it really is you don't see how even let's look at the uh what what you would call a redneck bullshit right mm-hmm. let's look at that side remember the little kids used to run around with their little cowboy hats and the lifted truck and all they wanted to do was run look at how very rarely you see that right Right. You know what I mean? And this is all bleeding over. It's a general... I saw something not too long ago, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing that it said, but at the bottom it said, um, um, the problem with clubs is not clubs, it's a generation. That's a true statement. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing more to that. It it really is. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Number one, the generation now, when they get kicked out of a club, they think it's all right to go make another club right away. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we just featured that one guy on uh, IOT's Truth Court. The uh, guy who was court. in like 87 he fucking clubs in a year. He fucking nine fucking clubs, dude. How do you do that? <laughs> but And and these, well, foreign, and these foreign clubs wonder why they got a bad name now. They got awesome names in their home country. He's one of those guys that, that quits before he gets kicked out type, I bet. I'll put money on it. You can't fire me, I quit. Okay? <laughs> that way he probably talks his bullshit saying, I've never been kicked out of a club. Do you know who I am? Let me tell you something, asshole. If motherfuckers are getting ready to kick you out, and some of the bullshit clubs that I hear that you have been in... This is Terry Swoops, by the way. They call him Velcro. I don't give a fuck. I don't, actually, I don't even care what his fucking <laughs> name is. What I'm saying is, is if you're going to do all that over and over and over again, motherfucker, look in the mirror. Seriously. Yeah. You want to claim that you're a real dude? You want to claim that you're a club guy? Fucking put on one patch. I don't care how stupid the fucking patch is. Put that patch on and hold it. You know, period. Fucking hang on to that shit. Represent that fucking patch. And I don't care who talks shit or who pisses in your Cheerios. Fucking wear that patch with fucking pride. And if you can't do it, sit the fuck down. Go independent, but you know what, Terry? We got a thing for you. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> he deserves that. Can you tell that he fucking pissing me off? I mean, honestly, I'm so sick. Well, you know what's bad about it is he went from club to club and some damn good name clubs in the like I said in their home countries, like fucking the Rock Machine of Canada, fucking the Comichiro out of fucking Australia. These are hardcore fucking clubs, but when they come here to the States, 
These kind of guys fuck it all up. I will blame those clubs for allowing shitbags like that in their club. I will blame them there. But again, back to the membership. Motherfucker, man. Wear whatever the fuck you decide with pride. Don't fucking put it on unless you're ready to defend it, hold it, whatever. All right? And the fact that you flip-flop like son of a bitch. We used to call them pancakes, remember? Pancakes, yeah. All right? We also call those ladies that, like, patch chasers pancakes. Patches, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is if you continually do it, I don't give a fuck what club it is, dude. You're the piece of shit. You're the problem. Right. Can you tell the shit pisses me off? Well, it should. It <laughs> should piss everybody saying? off because it's these kind of guys that actually one day weasel their way into a real fucking club like, the, say, the Banditos. And next thing you know, they're 33 years old on the fucking stand as a national uh, or a former national uh, yeah, enforcer. Yeah, because they got pressed. And fucking, they're ratting their fucking people out. Yeah. That's and, the type of shit that happens. But this is my fucking point. And yeah, it's bad on those clubs to allow those fucking members. I agree. But motherfucker, man. <laughs> you know? That's that, what I mean. They got to go back to the way it used to be where... People, you know, sought them out. They put them through a long-ass time period before they even let them come around the prospect. Right, and that's my point. And that's why... And if you've seen one pussy whoop, that dude ain't for you, man. Right, and and that's why... Like uh, when you were doing the uh, the Iron Order interview shit and all that bullshit that you heard from those 10% of haters. Mm -hmm. You know what? Look, man, go out and find one. All right? Like I've said a million times, if they're jags, they're jags. Big mm. fucking deal. I got to give credit where it's due, though, man. If you get a guy, even from that club, that is solid and is willing to just say, hey, this is what the fuck I am to anybody, especially on an interview. Right. You know what I mean? Man, fucking A. Credit where credit's due. And you That's know what? what I am. But you get these fuck nuts that go through 87 fucking clubs. You're a piece of shit. They're, Straight up. They're nothing but dog trash. Man, fuck them motherfuckers. That's it's fuck them. Nothing but dog trash right there. And, then, and another thing, you know what, before we go on, that I want to bring back on the women issue oh, to uh, these pussy whoop guys or even one percenters, and they mm-hmm. should know this for themselves. Right. Even if they're, they're old ladies for 25 years, yep. if you're out there doing something stupid and you get busted... Do not think for a minute that woman will not turn off against you. She oh, will turn yeah, on you in a yeah. fucking heartbeat. You know, you know where I was kind of. We've seen that up here in the state line. Yeah, that was a big thing. I'm not, I'm not mentioning his name, but but you know what? That was also a guy that talked too fucking much, and then that was also another guy who liked a lamp. Right. <laughs> well, we're not going to get into all that. My point is, is an old lady will knock you out in four seconds. That's true. True where, enough. Where we got out, where we got off topic before bitching about dipshit who's a pancake. I'm just going to call him a pancake. That's a pancake. Terry yeah. Pancake Swoops. Yeah, you're a fucking pancake, dude. You flip flop. You're worse what? than lollipop, man. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> uh, we might. I don't know. I think they, I think they, you know what, they could be circle jerk buddies together. No, they got to go somewhere and play like, you know, tiddlywinks and see who's the gayer of the two. <laughs> My point is, I, <laughs> what I was actually getting to with all that is, is even on the old lady side of things, you know, you'll get breakups and shit like that. And maybe they'll go, 
you know, I'm going to go with this guy or another club. And then they'll go to that club and tell them all the bullshit, true or not, about you and the club you're in. And it's a fucking domino effect. Right. And for some fucking reason, men, I don't know if they just want to fuck them or what it is, but they'll believe everything they fucking say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all the one thing that I will say about the good old sons of anarchy. They had one thing very right. You tell your old lady nothing or you tell her everything. They were 100% right on that. It's up to you on what you want to do. My advice is don't tell them shit. But a lot of guys will go, yeah, but then she, she'll leave or, or she gets, well, then you know There's what? There's the fucking door. That, they know that, the lifestyle that you're in. That's right. You know? So, and a lot of these clubs need to be honest with their members that are coming up to say, hey, look, this is what could happen. This is what might happen. And they don't. They just say everything's going to be fucking roses and you should join. Well, that's where they go wrong right there. Right, right. You know, you know if, you know, say a one percenter club or even any other club, because most other clubs right now don't need a diamond on there to go out there to play the game. Yeah. You know what? If that's the way your club's going to be, be it. Tell the people coming in. That way you don't, you know, oh, yeah. test them out. Yeah, stop fucking bullshitting them. That's, that's, that's the biggest one. But back to the women thing, though, they're also starting their own clubs. I've noticed that. Yeah. Like, scorn women. They also start their own clubs because they were around a club. They somehow know how to be in a club. Right. And you know what? Hey, that's fine. If you have, if you want to do a woman's club, hey, that's great, too. I don't really give a fuck because I got nothing invested in it. I really don't care. Okay. But if you're going to run around acting like you're some 1% holy fuck going against all these motherfuckers... Like I said, yeah, like I said, with the cop thing up in fucking Dodge, you can only push a bear so far before they start pushing back. Right, right. And then, you know, if you're going to go out there and start a club, you're going to have to remember you're in a man's world, man. If you're going to, you know, a woman's going to go out there and want to do her thing, you're in a man's world there. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And it is. And it doesn't make you, you know, you got to prove it. And maybe you think it's not fair, and maybe everybody else thinks that they don't give a shit. That's <laughs> pretty much that. <laughs> club simple. life ain't yeah. uh, real particular to women's rights, you know. It, <laughs> you know what? Some of them are, and that's fine. But my point is, is you still have to be in that world, no matter how you look at it. Right, right. You know, exactly. Now, now we're getting, with the today's generation, we're getting a lot of arguments about... Uh, uh, equal rights, equal whatever. And I'm all for that. That's fine. You know what I mean? But <laughs> if you get, if you're punching like a dude, you're going to get hit. If like you a get dude. hit like a dude, you remember that equal rights shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember that, that equal man, you get yeah. knocked the fuck out. You're going to get your, your eye dotted. That's just the way it is and, to it. And I have yet to figure out why the hell it's so bad to respect your dude and vice versa. Why is it so bad to respect your woman? I don't know, man. Sometimes women, you know, you can see with me a little scorn with uh, watching that video and stuff. I might be a little biased because of the club involved. But, uh, you know, seeing a woman run her mouth like that and then try to jump on dude while shit's going down, it it just don't sit with me. (laughs) True. But you can also tell that we've been out of it a little bit because from what I understand, that shit happens. Club, no club, doesn't matter. Woman just starts fucking running their fucking mouth. And then where's the brothers to fucking put her in her place? I, <laughs> I don't know. They're too busy trying to figure out what bathroom to go into. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. <laughs> it's, 
Well, you know, that was a damn good segment. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from... Uh, are, are we ending on the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from our women fans out there. Uh, <laughs> prove us wrong. Yeah. You know what? Fuck prove it. us wrong right there, man. Prove us wrong. Watch the video. Tell us what you think. You know, we, uh, you know, on Insane Throttle, I did have a lot of women coming on saying what she did was bullshit. You know, hey, and you to tell those are the good old ladies out there that know what's up. You know what? Prove us wrong. You know, I know you got a lot of them fucking I am woman hear me roar shit. Let me hear why we're wrong. And I'm not too, you know, if they come up with a good point, fuck, I'll admit it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. There's no give a fuck in this area. <laughs> exactly. So. But uh, we appreciate you all listening. I hope you guys enjoyed our new segment, uh, the phone scam that we did on uh, Good Time Charlie over at BIC Radio. He's going to be on the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, he'll be headlining... Uh, the first segment of that show, we're going to be having uh, my debate coming up with uh, the Dodge County Sheriff. You have fun with that. <laughs> well, we'll be actually doing the after uh, debate uh, know, commentary on that one. <laughs> dude, if I was arguing with a guy, it'd be like four hours long and everybody tune off. And, you know. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys sending all your questions. You, that, you uh, want me to ask this dude. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a, you know, a good debate, I think. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he'll just repeat himself over and over again about how he's awesome and right. Well, know. you already know I'm not going to let that happen. Well, yeah. All I know is pop the popcorn. This ain't going to be an interview I, like he's would, ever done before. I would love to hear what they have done in that town. If you could ask him that, that'd be great. What the fuck have they done so goddamn bad? You know what? They were in La Myra for fucking since May of last year and didn't do a damn thing. But you get my point. You know, it just fuck, dude. Whatever. Well, we'll be getting into all the good stuff, due process. I'm going to bring up some names that, uh, you know, since he wants to bring up names that, you know, the outlaws did, I'll bring right. up names myself. You know, we'll just have a good old debate. Like I said, he ain't going to be uh, used to this type of uh, well, interview. I, I hope he thinks that cops aren't squeaky clean. Uh, they sure the fuck aren't. I, I am the first one to say that there are good ones out there, but, man, if that's your argument, you are fucked. <laughs> that's all there is to it but uh with that in mind uh we'll uh kick it off and uh see you next week and uh i'm james hollywood machikari with uh double barrel and we're out of here Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine and More. Cheers. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio-quality audio that's as simple as plug-and-play. 
Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure. And with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V.